Welcome to this week's episode of the World of Roofing podcast, hosted by John Kenny of Cotney's Attorneys and Consultants and Andrew Rowley of RoofMapping.com, where we will introduce you to a new roofing industry craftsman from around the world. All right, I want to welcome everybody to our next World of Roofing podcast. I'm glad to have everybody here. As always, I'm so glad to be partnering uh, with my partner across the pond, Andrew Rowley. Andrew, how are you doing today? I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, it's been a good day. Excellent. Not too wet. Um, I know you had kind of, we had a little pre-conversation uh, that you hit one of the first roofing shows. So how, how are things going over there in the roofing industry now? We're into, what, coming into the fall? Yep. So yeah, it was good. It was the um, roofing, cladding and insulation show. Um, so it was over two days. I was able to make one day. Um, but it was good to just be back with, you know, old friends, making new friends, talking about roofmapping.com, talking about what they're up to, you know, face-to-face is, you know, it's always better. You can have a much better conversation, yeah. but we've still got to be careful of COVID. It's still there and kicking around. So, but yeah, it was a, for me, it was a really good day. I was able to make new friends, make new contacts, you know, and just to promote what we're doing with roofmapping.com. So to talk to a couple of training people, a couple of association leaders. So um, hopefully that will lead to good things. Yeah, I've kind of come to the conclusion that we're going to be talking about COVID for the rest of our lives, so we just got to get used to it, I guess. It seems that way anyways. But that being said, <clears throat> I want to talk about our our guest here today. Um, this, this gentleman here I'm about to introduce is definitely near and dear to my heart. I've known him for a long time, and we, we still have the opportunity to work together. Uh, James uh, Montague um, is our guest today. He's from right here in the United States. Um, I say the United States because he's going to tell you about his travels throughout the roofing industry. He's covered a, quite a wide range of area. Um, just to give you a little bit of background, uh, Jim and I had uh, started working together about 11 years ago at a company. Um, I feel we became great friends. Jim is uh, the kind of guy that uh, you, you're proud to put your hat on and your pants on every morning and go to work for. He's very knowledgeable in our industry. So we covered, uh, you know, master thatching last time, and I know we've got some real interesting guests coming up. Uh, definitely, Jim is, is a, an American craftsman. We haven't had that yet. Um, unbelievable the type of work he does and that why that leads into it. Jim currently working with us here at Cotney now. Um, we'll call it his retirement phase from the roofing industry, but uh, on our training and on our training and quality control and teaching all that to the industry. So I couldn't think of anybody finer to do that. So that being said, I want to introduce uh, James Montague. How are you doing today, Jim? I'm doing great. <laughs> really glad to have you on here. So I, I think you, I know you're 35 or whatever, 30 some plus years in the industry. Um, and I know you got your start out in, I believe, California. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. In the Bay Area. San so tell, us a little Bay bit Area. About, tell us a little bit about how, what, what drew you to roofing, how you got started and, and a little bit of your early career. Well, I had a friend, uh, he was in, in roofing, he was a superintendent at a company, and he kept asking me to come try it. And at the, at the time, I was, I was still pretty young and driving a truck, and I decided to go ahead and go down there and give it a shot, try to learn a trade. So back, back then, I think we were making about two twenty-five an hour. <laughs> And uh, that was a union company. 75 cents of that came out for the uh, vacation fee. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I started, that was in uh, 1978. 
So I worked there. I worked there at that company. They uh, worked there for about three years and three or f little over three years. And uh, the whole time I was there, I attended the uh, apprenticeship program, went to school and did my apprenticeship, got my journeyman's card and uh, just continued roofing right up until a year ago when I semi-retired here. Kind of look at it is you just retired from one aspect of the industry and you moved into what I like to call the professorship of our industry, teaching in uh, the, the trade. Because uh, one thing, Andrew, uh, over here, we don't quite have the training programs as you used to in Europe. It's a shame. We're not, we, we never really got there. Unions were probably one of the closest with The Apprentice, but it never got nationalized. Um, I would say Jimmy's generation and my generation coming up through the 70s and that, we were probably the last bridge that's out there between you know, roof systems being put down for 100 years on the commercial, you know, the flat side, all the way up to the new technologies of today. So that's why it's definitely interesting. So um, before I go on to my next question, anything in particular you'd like to uh, ask Jim about? Um, yeah, you term there journeyman. I've heard it before, but what actually is a journeyman in roofing? Well, a journeyman would be someone who's uh, gone through the, it, actually in the apprenticeship program, it's, it's time-based. You put in so many hours in school and so many hours on the roof and you become a journeyman. So okay. luckily I was able to learn a lot in that period. There are a lot of guys, I will say, that go through that time period and still don't know a whole lot. Right. <laughs> but uh, luckily I've always been able to pick up things pretty easily and uh, I really um, worked hard and uh, learned everything I can learn and I was actually, uh, after my three years, I was actually already a foreman and running jobs on my own. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. No, I mean, you, you started work the year before I was born. So, <laughs> there's, a, there's a generation gap. But, yeah. you know, you, you've got the experience and you, the knowledge. And that's hopefully, you know, that's something I want to build on as I go through the roofing industry. Yeah. I've not... You know, I've never laid a roof. I've designed a few and been on a couple, you know, seeing what the guys have produced up there to sign it off. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's really good for me to get an understanding of the other side of it. And I think in the industry, it's good to understand all aspects because it's not oh, just yeah. one size fits all. You know, we, we need everybody in the roofing industry to make it work, don't we? Oh, yeah, that's for sure. It takes a, takes a lot, you know, quite a team to actually uh, make everything work smoothly. Yeah. 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 So one, one thing to kind of jump on a journeyman. So Jim's taken, <clears throat> we don't have a master craftsman label here in the US, right? So journeyman is the highest probably recognition that you get. But where, where Jim goes above and beyond, there's a few that have excelled, and, and Jim's one of them, where he didn't just get to become a journeyman by learning how to put down built up or just single ply. I mean, he can do metal, shake, slate tiles done it all that to me becomes a master craftsman um yeah. so you know kind of joke in the united states jack of all trades but you know and master none but it's jack of all trades and master of all that that's where i'd have to put jim at which is becomes the value in the industry of teaching the young and upcomers coming in to know that you know you're not really i don't really consider someone to be a roofer in the united states 
if they tell you all I do is TPO or all I can do is EPDM, no. Yeah, well, you know, you yeah, may be a one of the questions. Exactly. Yeah. You're an apprentice. So do, do you find a lot of people specialize in one type of roofing or do they try and broaden it through everything? Now, nowadays, most guys specialize in one thing and they consider themselves roofers, which to me, that's not a true roofer. A true roofer knows all the systems. Uh, not, technology is changing all the time. So it's really hard to keep up on everything if, you know, unless you're doing it every day, but to have the basics and know how to do all the systems back when I came into the roofing industry, that's what you learned. You learned everything. You worked on everything, but nowadays, more and more, you find that guys specialize in single ply or built up, or you know, they have they have one or two things they can do, but don't really know everything. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Jim, I know you uh, you 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 stayed in a career, but I know you did California, and I know you did uh, quite a few years in Hawaii which is probably about as exotic as any place can get in the, you know, in the United States, as far as the state. And then of course, from there, you, you came to Florida and that's where I met you when you moved down to Florida. I moved down from the Northeast. You moved from Hawaii, I believe directly to Florida. And then we, after a few years, we, we met each other. Um, kind of share, pick uh, what was like your, your strangest or best story coming out of the California market. And then give us a little bit of taste of what went on over in Hawaii, how it may have differed and, it could be the toughest job you did or the most exciting job. Share something with us on those lines. Okay, well, roofing in California, um, like I say, back back when I did, most of the guys knew all the systems. You, you uh, had guys that knew all different phases of roofing and pretty much everywhere. I uh, Roughly about 10 years and I grew up in California, and then I started roofing. Then I was there 10 years through my roofing career, and I worked at different companies, and most of the people there are very knowledgeable, and and production was a big thing there, you know. Put out squares, put out squares. Uh, doing it right also was, was a big deal, of course. But uh, then when I moved to Hawaii, it, uh, it was a little different industry. They're more, it's more of a laid back, kickback type of atmosphere. And, and guys weren't, uh, well, how do you say it? They, there, were, there were good roofers I worked with, but they weren't actually uh, production. I mean, they were production, but didn't put out squares like you would in California. Everything was a little slower pace. Uh, the big difference in Hawaii is, you know, you have a lot of Japanese, Chinese influence there. The big thing there is aesthetics. Making a roof look beautiful. That's your top priority. Doing it right, of course, is always something you want to do. But aesthetics was a real big thing there. Make it, you know, that's all, all anybody cared about. And it's kind of true everywhere. If, if an owner of a building wants to come up on a roof and look at it, if he sees a nice, beautiful job, he's thinking he got a good, 
a good deal, a good roof. You know, and he comes up there and everything's crooked and nothing's lined up and, you know, it looks like a, a lousy job. You know, he thinks he thinks he didn't get a good job. So aesthetics plays a part in it no matter where you're at. But it was it was just a extra emphasis on that in Hawaii. Yeah, I think you brought up a very good point there. You know, Andrew, here in the States, production's always been a huge must. Um, and I think, unfortunately, a lot Lost of your volume. I Can you, I hear you. Oh, okay. So I, I think we lose a lot in the production and quality. So that that's where, you know, Jim works on today, working with our clients and and volunteers a lot. We have roofing association. Jim's a big part of part of NRCA with their training programs, quality assessor. And it's about making sure never lose ground from that quality aspect. You got to yeah. produce, but you got to have quality. So yeah, that's yeah. why you're a candidate. And I think, you know, Jim makes a good point. When, when a client goes on the roof, they may not understand fully what they're looking at, but they know if it looks nice. Um, yeah. And if it doesn't look nice, then they're not happy with it, are they? So, yeah, the appearance, it's got to look nice and it's got to perform well. Um, so, yeah, get the both and do it done quickly. That's even better because <laughs> everyone's on the clock. One great yeah. question I think jump into now, if you don't mind, Jim. Behind you, you see a lot of interesting signs. And I know you happen to be sitting inside of uh, your favorite place, our training center. Uh, give us a little bit of history, you know, a little bit of brief into what's behind you there and around our whole center. Oh yeah, we have a lot of a lot of memorabilia, uh, roofing, old roofing signs. And I'll kind of, I'll kind of pan around here, and you can see there's a lot of, a lot of different roofing signs here. I'll kind of walk around here. You can see mock-ups. We have mock-ups in here. We have a mock-up right here. I'm working on. This is going to be the new. NRCA uh, standing seam metal uh, mock-up for their uh, pro certification sy systems. Here you see the Codney Training Center. And we'll move right on around here. We even have over here, hopefully you can see this. I'm not looking at my phone, but here. Here we have a, uh, where's it at? Right there, we see it. <laughs> okay, here we have two tiles, uh, slate tiles that actually were on the Pentagon building when it was hit by the airplane, 9-11. Uh, yeah. And if you look in the corner down there, you can see two little pieces, and that's uh, two pieces of the airplane that crashed into the Pentagon that day. I built a little box there to display them in. Uh, so there's a so lot of history. All these signs. But, uh, excuse me. Who who collects all of the signs? Uh, Trent Cotney. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, always buying them. He just brought he just brought out. You can see on the table here three more. Oh, wow. I got to figure out how I'm going to hang those. <laughs> a lot of stuff I build picture frames for. and 
I like doing woodwork, so yeah. uh, it's kind of right up my alley to build picture frames for stuff and display them best I can. So you'll, so yeah, you'll, see, history. you'll see things out there. It'll take you through the entire history of roofing from late 1800s all the way up to current. Um, they're from roofing companies. They're from manufacturers. There's a lot of advertisement. So jump yeah. on what Jim said. Uh, so Trent and I are big into collectibles, which, you know, you saw a lot of our posts. So between both of us, I leave the tr signs alone to Trent because we don't want to compete against each other when we're out purchasing them. I got a yeah. lot of documents and, and a lot of other things. Between both of us, we probably got close to 20,000 pieces a roofing wow. memorabilia that goes from the 16, 1700s all the way up to yeah. current. So someday we'll be able to launch all that and really have a good show for the world of roofing. We also, uh, Graham Miller, who's the uh, current president of IFD over in, in Europe, um, we've got stuff that he sent over to me that we're in the process of getting printed and hanging. So we represent okay. all corners of the world there. So it's really nice. Yeah. So, well, well we're we had that brief, sorry. Right. We, we had the brief conversation about getting some of your history of roofing on roofmapping.com. Because that's that's part of what we'd like to do is start to build up a history of these roofs. Some of them have been around for hundreds of years and they've been re-roofed maybe three, four times. So, you know, what companies were involved, what materials have been used in the past and the and the present and what could be in the future. And it's, you know, the website wants to build up on some of that history as well so that we can look back and see how things have changed and, and where that could lead us in the future also. I think we uh, definitely can help you out with that a little bit. We need to get some of these historical uh, one-of-a-kinds up on that, that site for you so you can follow it through the tour of history. Well, we're almost coming to the end here. Um, another great episode, I thought. And I want to, Jim, I, I, you're our guest. I want to give you closing words of anything that we may not have asked you that you'd love to share with our audience. Um, I'm going to give you the closing minutes here. So go right ahead if there's anything you want to add. All right, well, I... Um... I'm in my, uh, I guess, final phase of uh, my career. Uh, I really am happy or proud to be able to teach some of the knowledge that I have. I, I feel I have a lot of knowledge in roofing and carpentry work and, and pretty much all that that I can uh, share with other people and be able to teach them. I'm not the kind of person, I've never been the kind of person who didn't want to share what they know. I've never been afraid of somebody taking my job because I taught them too much. It, uh, it's, it's the only way other generations and other people are going to be able to learn is from maybe different mistakes that I made, you know, that I can teach somebody and keep them from having to do that and teaching them shortcuts, better ways, quicker ways. But the main thing is the right way. The main thing is to teach people how to do things right, correct. So once you do something, the, the killer on a job is leaving that job and then having problems and having to go back and set up and uh, you know, repair something. So the, the big thing is do it right the first time and uh, you shouldn't have any problems. So hopefully, hopefully that's what I can teach these people and uh, I'm looking forward to doing more and more training uh, as we go along here and as this uh, 
COVID thing gets over or whatever, I, I suppose it'll always be here, like you say, but uh, hopefully we'll uh, be able to, you know, meet with people a little more here in the future. Learn to live with it, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I think that was very well said. And I know one thing you always say, you're trying to teach the young people the old proverb of measure twice, cut once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to do a little. was a cabinet maker. He used that as well. <laughs> yeah, that's kind yeah. of missing today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Andrew, any closing uh, comments from our uh, esteemed uh, Across the pond, guest. I love talking to you. By the way, it's love seeing. I wouldn't say esteemed, but no, it's just it's really interesting to to hear Jim's history. Um, you know, it is it's a career that you know young people can get into and, and build on and, and really make themselves craftsmen in a, in a field or a mixture of fields. Um, you know, it's I I personally love to see craftsmen at work on a roof because I I can't do it. <laughs> You know, like yeah. I said, I can draw, I can draw details, but getting felt or metal to do what it should be doing, it's it's beyond me. But seeing it, and and it is right. You know, you want to be able to to finish a roof and walk away for the time of the warranty, or if not longer, and not have yeah. to go back and visit it. And that yeah. takes, you know, that takes work and and that takes effort. And and these guys are doing that, and that's what we want to show on on the map is show the the pride and the passion that these guys have, and girls as well, or whoever's doing it. But you know, be proud of the work you do and and, and show it off. Um, so yeah, any work that you've done, put it on the map and let people see it over and over again. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely agree. All right. Well, that brings us. It was a great session, um, Jim. I want to thank you again for being our guest here today. And Andrew, always a pleasure to see you again. On um, we have another one coming up for coming in November. Uh, do we already have our guests planned out for that one yet? Yeah, we do. I'm trying to get one sneaked in in a few weeks' time as well. But Fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah, so, I've got three coming up before the end of the year. Perfect. So, and again, we're covering all different aspects around the world. So, again, I want to thank our audience for tuning in. And I would like to tell our audience, thank you for the first day that we launched this. You made us the number one first day launch podcast in the industry. Thank you very much for that. It was amazing the amount of downloads. So I appreciate everybody that's listening and keep tuned for us. We'll be back here for our next one, and this one will be out to you very shortly. So, again, thank you, everybody, and see you soon. Thank Thank you. you.